0: This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a
1: podcast designed to help equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith. Hey everyone, welcome to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. Today, I'm Robbie Lashua, and I'm here with Tyler Hurley, and uh, we are uh, kind of having more of a serious show today, not as lighthearted not as fun with the subject matter we're going to talk about. Uh, But before we get into that, I do want to make you aware of a really cool opportunity that you have to support an amazing ministry. My friend Steve Hubler has a ministry that is called Legacy Family Ministries. Now, I've partnered with him in a lot of ways. He does camps to disciple families on how to raise their kids to love Jesus. And apologetics is a huge part of his ministry. Well, he's doing kind of a unique fundraiser. It's going to be called Game Day 2000. 2021, and what it is is this: on March 20th, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Legacy Family Ministries is going to host its first annual virtual fundraiser. The way this works is a lot like a jogathon at your school, or if you did yeah. like raising money for the crisis pregnancy centers online. What you do is you form a team with your family or your friends, and then you use your social media and emails to invite your friends to donate to Legacy on behalf of your team. One of those types of things, Tyler. Makes sense? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So then on March 20th, once you've raised funds for the organization, you've got your team together, everybody's trying to raise money for this great ministry, uh, you play together to win some pretty awesome prizes tomorrow. Now, there's two different uh, venues, not venues, there's two different veins of play on game day 2021. The first is this, and I had to ask you about this because I am not yeah, a gamer. Yeah. I don't know about these things. Yeah, well, what, one of them,
0: as he was saying, is a Rocket League tournament, yeah. which uh, super fun. For those of you that don't know, Rocket League is a free to play game. Actually, you can like install it on- online and whatever, but it's uh it's basically just soccer with cars. But it's super fun. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, but there's gonna be a tournament.
1: Yeah, there's a Rocket with, League with tournament marathon thing that goes that whole day, and the winning team wins an Xbox Series X. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. Which is pretty sweet. Second place will win a Nintendo Switch, and third place will win a gaming chair. So, I mean, some pretty legit prizes for this fundraiser. Now, the second vein, uh, aside from Rocket League, because I would have no idea how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) The the other side of it is just what's called the Family Game Fest. Family Game Fest. And this is kind of cool because it's it's committing to, as a family, uh, playing games throughout the day and taking pictures of it and earning points through it. Mm. Um, just a really fun activity to get families to connect because that's what their ministry is all about. And so by doing this, you can also win some pretty sweet prizes. They're giving away a Dell laptop touchscreen, which is pretty nice, nice, an Echo Show 10, or for third place, a $200 family night out gift card. So yeah, that's some awesome. pretty great prizes. So we would love if our listeners would, would join in on this and support what Legacy Family Ministries is doing. Now there's a link in the show notes. There's going to be uh, stuff on our social media. So you'll be able to find it through uh, our, you know, our link tree, our Instagram, mm. our Facebook, all of that stuff. But you can go to LegacyFamilyMinistries.com, and you can get all the details on it. Signing up is very easy to do, and we would just love to help support what Steve's doing with Famacy, Family Legacy Ministries. Yeah, for sure.
0: But uh, so— now, with that, though, uh, we are going to get on to the content for today. And now, mm-hmm. if you uh, notice by the title of this episode, it's a very serious topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that. Um we don't take lightheartedly. Like, this is um, very uh, serious and it requires a serious discussion. Yeah. Um, and that for that reason, we're not going to actually have a coffee tip today because we're just trying to, we want you guys to understand like, that we take this seriously uh, with what happened. If you, those of you who don't know what the news about Ravi Zacharias, um, but before that, we get into all the details behind that. Um, I'm going to read a quote. Uh, this is by C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity. It says, When we Christians behave badly, or fail to behave well, we are making Christianity unbelievable to the outside world.
1: That's so true. Our character really matters. Yeah, how it, we it approach does. things is important. And you know, like Tyler, I was thinking about First uh, Peter three fifteen, right? Like the apologetics first. Yeah, always be ready to give a defense for the hope that's in you. How? Gentleness Gentleness and respect. respect. Our character matters. How we live our lives matters. And to a world that is watching and a world that is wondering what's so different about Christianity, man, we need to show that we have the abundant life in us. We need to show people that there is a different way to live. And unfortunately, with the news that broke this past week, um, Ravi Zacharias and his legacy and, and what he had done in the past that we just found out about is just horrendous. And so we want to get into that a little bit. If, if you don't know who Ravi Zacharias mm. was, uh, he was a preeminent apologist, worldwide, international ministry. Um, he's written multiple books, spoken on you know multiple university campuses, making a case for Christianity, was an excellent speaker. Yeah, Um, has done so much for the case of Christ.
0: Yeah, and in apologetics realm itself, there was just so much apologetic strategy that was developed out of his ministry.
1: Yeah. He impacted thousands, hundreds of thousands of people worldwide. And then in May 19th of 2020, last year, Mm -hmm. he died of cancer. Now... Fast forward a few months to September 29th, 2020, and uh, Christianity Today published an article claiming that women had come forward making the accusation that Ravi Zacharias had sexually harassed them at massage parlors that he co owned and frequented often. Now, this came out, and um, you know, you, you read that and go, wait, what is happening? What's going on? Well, Ravi Zacharias International Ministries uh, hired a private firm to investigate these claims. And uh, on February 9th, just last week, uh, this report was finalized and actually RZIM made the report public. And so we, we will also have a link for that in the show notes if you want to go and read this uh, public uh, account of the investigation of sexual misconduct. Uh, the findings in this report were devastating, uh, atrocious, horrendous, not in line with Christian conduct, not in line with what mm-hmm. Christ taught at all Um, but we wanted to go through some of the things that were found in this report it found that ravi zacharias was involved in multiple extramarital affairs Uh, his electronic devices multiple different phones had selfies of over 200 different women on them Uh, there were multiple reports of him asking for sexual favors from massage therapists and at massage parlors he co-owned there was reports of spiritual abuse uh, manipulation Um, giving women money or paying for them to go to school in exchange for sexual favors, uh, and a ton of other atrocious actions within the report itself. One of the disturbing things that that I saw, out of many disturbing things— Was that there was a report um, in 2017 from a woman named Lori Ann Thompson. And I remember when this happened. This was before Ravi died. And she came forward and she said that um, he had manipulated her and groomed her into an um, emotional affair and that she had sent him pictures of herself, nude pictures of herself, and that... uh, she, she sent him an email saying, We demand $5 million or we're going to go public with this. And he said, Oh, this is extortion. You know, you're trying to manipulate me. And he, he filed a suit against her. Um, but through all of this investigation, they found out that her claims were true. Yeah. That she wasn't lying at all. That all the things she had said actually had taken place. Now, at the time, Rafi denied these claims, uh, was suing her for extortion, like I said. But uh, in the statements he made at that time where he'd say, I'd n- I've never acted unfaithfully to my wife. I'd never done yeah. anything like this. I'd never do this. He, he even said "My m- one of my faults, though, was not reporting that this woman had sent me images, um, that she'd sent me pictures. I, I should have told somebody about that. Well, the thing is in the report – we found out that three weeks after this, while he's suing this woman, saying those things, he's receiving pictures from other women around yeah. the world. Yeah. And so you just think, man, he really was lying and and doing um, doing a lot of evil stuff behind the scenes, and it didn't seem like he had remorse or care for any of that.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just – it's terrible because uh, for one, too, at that point, he, he could have even – Taken the opportunity to come forward about everything, but mm-hmm. he had chosen not to. He hid it. So yeah, he hit it, and so it, it just shows, uh, like, it, it just it's ter- it's a terrible thing because when something like this happens, and like we're shocked and we are disgusted by this, yeah. uh, like as Christians, but this is also just something that is being reflected, like on all of Christianity to the rest of the world, sure. and it's it's terrible. Like, but this is a thing. Because of these actions, it's another cautionary tale that we should look at and realize for those of us who follow Jesus that we need to be careful and we need to think about our conduct and the effect it has on the rest of the world in the realm of Christianity because we literally are bearing witness of what christianity represents every day
1: and how we live our lives will impact the validity of our message yeah i think that's so important you're you're absolutely right yep and ravi actually has damaged the name of christ um a ton by his hidden sin and his arrogance to think that he didn't need to talk about it and his lies yeah yeah Um, so this is just awful now again We've had so many cautionary tales over the past 10 years. It seems like all the time this stuff's happening, unfortunately. Just a couple months ago that Carl Lentz, right, of uh, Mm -hmm. Hillsong, New York, it was found he was having multiple affairs with women outside of marriage, and uh, Hillsong fired him. Um, I remember even a few years ago, um, this was a little closer to home. But the youth pastor who replaced me at my previous church that I was at a long time ago, uh, it came out that he was, um, doing some, uh, inappropriate things in, uh, women's dressing rooms and, and, uh, um, he got arrested and put in prison for it and, um. Uh, again, uh, ruined his marriage, ruined his ministry. And and I hear these things, and they hit close to home. And again, cautionary tale, cautionary tale, yeah, sexual yeah. sin can be such a devastating thing in the Christian life. But the thing is, so often uh, we focus on the wrong thing when it comes to cautionary yeah, tales.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And, th- and that's the thing, like, while... Cautionary, t- cautionary tales are good in the sense that they, they remind us of what we need to be looking out for f- sure. for our own lives and make sure that we don't make a similar sin mistake that we're yeah. seeing these people go through. Um, but However, we, we need to be careful that we're not focused on the wrong thing when okay. it comes to what's happening with these things. We, we need to ask and focus on what led them to do this horrible thing. Yeah, we because, need to look at those details.
1: because it's, it's really easy for me to say, I would never have pictures of 200 women on my phone that aren't my wife like like sending me stuff no way like I'd never do that I'd never own massage parlors I'd never have apartments in Bangkok that I can go to like like, I would never do something like that but you're right he didn't wake up one day and just start doing those things no of
0: course not this is something that took time he had to like he integrated this into his life over a period of time and so uh, so that's the thing. He, the, there were other decisions that were made and other compromises to his mor- morality that led him on this
1: journey. And that's the cautionary tale. Yes. Yes. That's exactly. the cautionary tale is he didn't wake up one day and just decide, I'm going to do all these horrendous things. It was a slow progression because he made mm-hmm. a compromise. He made a poor decision and, and he didn't tell anybody about it. Yeah. He made mistakes along the way and he kept it hidden and it grew into this monster. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened, and so uh, that's what
0: can happen to anybody, and it does happen, unfortunately, mm-hmm. on a on a crazy consistent basis for in some cases. Yeah. Um, so uh, there were uh, just the issue here is like. When it comes to pornography, right, or other sexual fantasies, if these are left unchecked and we keep making compromises, uh, it starts to damage us, and we become more compromising and more accepting of further sin. And so that's something that we need to be on the lookout for, right? Uh, Jesus warns us about adultery in our hearts, even. Yeah, Uh, He does. Yeah. He claimed that if a man looks upon a woman with lust, he has committed adultery with her in his heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's in Matthew 5, 27, 28, or um, don't give the devil a foothold, right? Yeah. Uh, That uh, in Ephesians 4, 25 through 27, therefore laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another, be angry... And yet do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity, right?
1: isn't it interesting how that talks about laying aside falsehood, speak the truth to each other. Yes, th- that's Be exactly it. Be honest with one another about who you are. And when you lie, yeah. you're giving Satan a foothold in your life. Well, and the
0: thing is, I, I think we we forget, too, that we also lie to ourselves, right? Absolutely. We, we make these compromises where, where it says in that passage, when it, when it says... Um, don't give the devil a foothold, right? Or don't, um, or like laying aside, lay aside falsehood, right? Mm-hmm. That's, I think what I want more focus on. Lay aside falsehood. Mm-hmm. It's, it's falsehood includes those little compromises that we're making here and yeah, there. Right. Absolutely. That's exactly what that includes. And so that's what we need to be focusing on. And that's something that we need to be remembering in these cautionary tales. Um, and with that, we need to keep short accounts of sin. Well,
1: and that, and absolutely. Yeah. And one yeah, of the yeah, things yeah. that I was thinking about with this is that, because we can lie to ourselves and deceive ourselves, which is – that's a scary thing because you really do yeah. believe yourself. And w- whenever we want to sin, we always justify it, right? We rationalize it and we say, oh, man, yeah, I messed up but you know, I was under a lot of stress or uh, that person just made me very angry so I lashed out. Yeah. We always rationalize it. And the reason we need to speak truth to each other is because I need people to say, no, Robbie, Yeah, you're yeah, lying that's... to yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Like, you know that's not true. Like, what does God's word say about this? Like, sometimes mm-hmm. we need the wake-up call of others because if we're just swimming in our own heads and we can justify anything, and that's what – it's it's so interesting because you've read the report And I've read the report on Ravi Zacharias, and it was really crazy to see him justifying his actions, even telling women Mm -hmm. that this was his reward for a life of ministry. Think about that. Sexual perversion and immorality, according to God's standard, is your reward for living for the Lord? That makes zero sense, but he'd rationalized it. And that's the thing, like, uh, like that—that's
0: where you can see too how hypocritical that this whole scenario is too, yes. and like how he just kept lying to himself. Yeah, because the thing is, is he didn't preach that. No. He didn't go around no all of his ministries all around the world yep. when he's speaking and tell people, hey, uh, you know what? If you do a good service for the Lord, you can go down to any local massage parlor and get your yeah. get your benefits, right? Nope. No, he, he would did never not, have said he that. would never have said that. But for him, it was different. And that, and see, that's the and danger. that's a part of the manipulation too. Yes. That's kind of it all tied back into that. And so it's yep. just when you when you fill yourself with these small lies and these ideas to yourself. Yep. And that's the important part that I want to focus on. You're, you're lying to yourself. When you're making these compromises yep. and saying
1: it's okay for me to do this because of that. And that's what that's one of the big things too is that a lot of times when you see people go down these paths, it's because they think Well, I'm different than everybody else who should follow what God says. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lie of I'm unique and special. And because I did this or did that, and it was crazy, even in the report, he talks about, you know, it talks about how some women reported he'd say that, you know, Men in the Old Testament have multiple wives, and this—he's justifying yeah. other people's sin according to Scripture. the The polygamy in the Old Testament isn't allowed by God. He doesn't think that that's good, but yeah. he, and he and he knows that's that, the thing. You, but he'll justify yeah. it to manipulate and to convince himself that exactly. he's not that bad. And, and and we all do that to some extent, mm. which is why we need to lay aside falsehood and tell each other what's going on in us, because you can slap me around. And say, Robbie, that is not God's word. And you know it. Stop it. But when we are isolated or we don't let other people in, it festers mm-hmm. and we can convince ourselves of atrocious things. It's true. It's true.
0: And so uh, that's that's the cautionary tale here when we're looking at this. We need to look at those little like lies in our yep. life that can lead to major, monstrous...
1: It moves us off sins. the trajectory yeah. of walking with the Lord. Yes. And then 20 years later you're so far gone. You're not even close. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so uh, we need to keep a short account of sins, right? We need to walk in the light. As 1 John 1, 6 or 9 says, if we say that we have fellowship with Him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice truth. But if we walk in the light as He Himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus. His Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness.
1: Yeah, this is awesome. First John is such a good book because it's about fellowship with God. It's not yeah, about how to go to yeah. heaven when you die. It's about walking in fellowship with God. And he says, listen, if we're if we're practicing darkness, if we're walking in darkness, we don't have fellowship with God. No. We need to confess our sins to him on an ongoing basis and walk in the light. And the beautiful thing of when you do that is when you keep short accounts of sin by confessing them to God, he cleanses you from all unrighteousness, not, not just the stuff you yeah. confess— he cleanses you from all of it because he wants to have a relationship with you. Mm. But Ravi wasn't doing this. And, and whenever mm. people fall into these types of sins, they're not keeping short accounts of sin. They're, they're wallowing in the darkness. They're keeping things hidden. And that's what Adam and Eve did at the fall. Yeah. Sin makes you hide. And man, reading that report just goes, man, this guy was hiding so much. Well, and
0: yeah, and that's that's a sad thing, and that kind of leads into our next point too: the importance of confessing sin to one another, because, to one another, yeah, not just to God, yeah, right, but to each other. Exactly, because the thing is, it it goes back into what we were talking about. It, like when we confess our sins to one another, especially in the early stages, mm-hmm. now now it's tough. It's not easy going to someone and tell, talking to them about how flawed not. you are. Of
1: course not. No you one, know, likes nobody that. likes doing that. No,
0: no, I, I don't know anyone who g- genuinely enjoys going up and talking about their shortcomings to, yeah. to anybody. Like, like the thing is, is we as human beings, we naturally want to hide these things. It's our sinful nature,
1: right? Mm-hmm. It's a part of our sinful and nature. We want to posture ourselves like we're better than yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah. We want to put
0: ourselves, uh, like paint a picture, a, caric- a caricature of ourselves to yeah. everyone else of how we're supposed to look here. Yeah, that's and true. So, so that's the thing. So, but the fact is, when we confess these sins, uh, like, f- for example, had, in the example of Ravi, had he gone back and confessed his sins in the early stages of um, of j- just having impure thoughts? Sure. For example. Whatever it was whatever that it started leading him off. Yeah, 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 whatever it was. Uh, if he had... Gone and talk to that. He this could have even been done privately. It didn't have sure. to come public. He could have just gone to like like a close knit community and said, "Look, I'm struggling with sin and I need some help. I need help. some help. I need accountability." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because then the thing is, is then he would get help. He did it the biblical way, and that, then it would go from there. And that's how that's how we need to go about it because that's what can happen if we let sin go unconfessed uh, yep. to our peers. I, I'm not even talking like just to the Lord. Like you need to talk to people yes, about your sin. Yep. it's so important. Uh, I have a verse here, too. This is James 5.16. It says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And accomplishing... Your legacy of being a good
1: witness for the Lord, right? Yep. It can do these things if we confess our sins. Yep. We're, we need to confess our sins to to people that we trust. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. th- this this whole situation and this verse specifically just screams to the fact that we need real accountability in our lives. Yeah. And I've, yeah. I've been part of, of churches or... Uh, or um, small groups or men's groups. And and you know accountability is like a buzzword in the Christian community. Yeah. But in order for accountability to work, you got to have two things. You got to have guys that you trust, people you trust to tell the bad things you do too. Um, but you also have to be honest about the stuff you do. Yeah. It's easy to go to accountability groups and everyone's like, oh, no, we're all good. When people are mm-hmm. hiding stuff. It only works if people will be vulnerable and honest. And yeah. one of the saddest parts of this Ravi Zacharias report, this was crazy to me. There were multiple times in the report where these guys said they interviewed staff members of RZIM, and people would would beg him, "Hey, please y- y- don't travel alone. Don't bring, yeah. don't bring your personal masseuse with you on traveling." like yeah. come on and and again like some of these people said we never dreamed he would do anything wrong it just looked bad and so he said hey man this kind of looks bad and when people would bring these things up or ask questions about his phone or ask questions about this lady who was making accusations multiple times in this report it says that he'd get enraged yeah. and he would make threats there was one guy he kind of uh, one of the reports a guy used the euphemism of he just sent him to Siberia like he kind of <laughs> ostracized him and didn't talk yeah. to this guy anymore um um, other people he said, you're making false accusations against me so he he'd get mad. And claim that they were doing something wrong when all they were doing was trying yeah. to hold him accountable. And honestly, the thing is, is uh, you can see through a lot of those reports and the way that
0: they approached this yeah. is that they were doing it in a way that was—you uh, could tell that it wasn't because they had suspicions or even like no. thought. they were just concerned about his well-being and they were concerned about his image. Mm-hmm. And and that's important. That's a good thing to yeah. have peers who do
1: that. They actually think about this, Tyler. Yeah. they actually cared about him, but he wanted to keep his sin hidden. Exactly. So yeah. he, he, he projects on them that they're the problem when really he's the problem.
0: Yes. And you see, and, and that's, that's just so sad when yeah. that happens because we
1: need that in our lives, right? There was even, there was even one account I was reading about when somebody was asking him about things, he got enraged and then started like making threats of, I'm just going to resign from the organization. I'm just going to quit. Or, you know, the thing that is named after me. And you just go, he, he's in order to hide. So now think about this. In order to hide his sin and his lies, no longer is he just keeping things from people, but he's manipulating people through rage or through false accusations on them that they're the issue in order to keep his secret lusts hidden. Yeah. I mean this is just diabolical and again this is where unchecked sin leads which is mm-hmm. why we need real accountability and we need people in our lives that will punch us in the face and say you're wrong. Yeah exactly
0: uh, there's a famous actually like reference to this too in Lord of the Rings which I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of you know about right uh, um, it, Gandalf and Bilbo Baggins and The Fellowship of the Ring uh, they get into a bit of an argument about it right mm-hmm. because uh, at the beginning of the movie Bilbo's leaving and Gandalf finds out about the ring that he has right yeah he's like he says he will leave it for frodo but then he begins to get angry at gandalf for suggesting that he leave it yeah and remember he's, like, he's no, like no i like, where, want this where
1: is the ring and he's like oh it's it's in my pocket i thought yeah I put it. he has it with him right uh-huh. and that's the exactly ring represents it. sin right that's of course the, that's yeah. the symbolism and that was is the it's, whole purpose it's of this it. sin that he wants to hold on to yeah
0: yeah, yeah. and uh, and so uh gandalf sees the power uh, the power ring, the ring representing sin has over bilbo and then bilbo accusing him of wanting to keep the ring for
1: himself that's what he starts doing he's yeah, like it's he mad you just him. want it
0: for yourself right <laughs> yeah you just want yeah. the power well i won't which, give it to you which
1: well, time out yeah doesn't that sound a lot like this stuff ravi zacharias was doing it really does yeah accusing you, you he's, want he's you're saying, doing the, yeah you he's like oh you, you're just looking your for sin. something
0: to slander me about yep. you're you want to to paint a bad
1: yeah. picture of me, This right? isn't a new situation. This is just no. how sin works.
0: No, not at all. Like, this is how people react. Yeah. And so uh, then what happens, though, and this is the interesting point to this uh, analogy here. Gandalf grows bigger. He, he gets... Large, and he gets angry once, once Bilbo's trying to keep it from him. Yeah. And he says, do not take me for some conjurer of cheap tricks. I'm not trying to rob you. And he says it in like a big, deep voice. I'm not yeah. trying to rob you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then it, it goes down, and he calms down because he, he's realizing he got his attention now. Yes. And he says, look, I'm trying to help you.
1: Yeah. And right? that's that's the beauty of yes. it. What so these two friends, one struggling with this sin, accusing his friend of being the problem mm. when really he's not, and the other friend loves him enough to get his attention by getting angry. Yeah, and that's the thing. And then to say, I'm trying to help you. Exactly. On, you know me. So who, who is it that's in our lives that's like that? Yeah, Who's the yeah. person in our lives that will call us out, that won't be bullied by us mm. saying, oh, you're trying to manipulate, you're trying to false accusation, you're trying to do this? You're... Who will say, Sh- shut up, Tyler. Shut up, Robbie. You know that's not what I'm trying to do. Y- something's going on in you, and I can see it. We yeah. need that type of accountability because those are the people who actually love us. Mm, so who, yeah. who, for our listeners out there, like this is so important for all of us as believers. You cannot live out the Christian life alone. You can't be a Lone Ranger Christian. You can't live it out in isolation. We have to have each other in uh, uh, life. We have to have each other to follow Jesus, hmm. it's not supposed to be that. It, it, that's why community is so important. Yeah, that's very true. And I'm thankful <laughs> for people in my life that if I start doing stupid stuff, they don't think I'm that important. Yeah, it, it's and they'll an, call me on it. Like that's really important,
0: what you meant, mentioned too about like community and like like the accountability partners. Uh aspect there Mm -hmm. you gotta have it's so important that you have someone in your life who you trust it it, like like in a two-way sense of the fact that you know that um you can trust them by telling them Mm-hmm. A, a, and confessing your sin to them and that they'll handle it, uh, appropriately. Yeah. And they'll call you out on it appropriately, but then you also trust them that they will call you out even when you're trying to like, even get you a, don't get out of things. To. Yeah. If you don't want <laughs> them to. Yeah. And that's the thing is so, so you need to find someone in your life who's like that. And it, it's so important. Uh, but that's a thing who in your life will call you out for your sin think about that and that's something that like i think that this should be challenging all of us to be doing yeah. through this like cautionary tales like this of or like of Ravi Zacharias should remind us that we need accountability from and you a person w- in our life who can do And you
1: need this. it when your sin's small.
0: Yeah. That's the yeah, thing.
1: You need so the true. accountability when it's not crazy far gone. You need to keep the devil's foothold out. Not allow him in to build a freaking castle in your heart yeah, that keeps yeah. out any form of light or accountability. We have to keep small accounts of sin and we have to have people that'll call us, us to the carpet on this stuff. You have to have it or you will... Yeah, yeah. So uh, another thing I've been thinking a lot in regards to this situation is um, that judgment of a person's character or success or how much they live for the Lord, all of that we need to, as, as the Christian community, reserve judgment until the Bema Seat judgment. Mm. And now, a lot of you might not know about the Bema Seat, and so I just want to give you kind of a, a review of what this is. Um, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.10, Paul says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So this word for judgment seat, it's this word in Greek, bima, and the bima seat judgment uh, is something that Paul says, we all will stand before Jesus Christ's bima seat. Well, the Corinthians actually would be really familiar with the analogy that he's he's using because the bima seat, the actual bima, was in Corinth. Like they could go see it. Actually, to this day, you can go and see it. The ruins are still there. Uh, What it was was it was a large raised platform that was richly decorated. And it was used specifically during the Isthmian Games, which were kind of like a precursor to the Olympics. And rewards were handed out to the winner of the athletic competitions from the BEMA seat. So it's kind of like a... Like the Olympic podium, right? Yeah, like th- yeah. That's the idea that, that the governor or the political you know person in charge would give out rewards from there, and they'd give out trophies or garlands or crowns. They even gave out like special social benefits, like you don't have to pay taxes, mm. and that'd be sweet, right? Like oh, I yeah. wish yeah, <laughs> I wish we could do that. Uh, in addition to the beam of being used for that during the Isthmian Games. It was also used to cast judgment on people. It was where the ruler in Corinth would judge people and uh, bring justice on accusations mm. made against people. So, so Paul tells us that there's a day coming where all of us as Christians are going to stand before the Bema seat of Jesus to be recompensed for what we mm. did in their body, to be rewarded for what we did, whether good or bad. So everything in our lives is going to be revealed at the Bema seat. And this goes into what Luke says in Luke twelve two through 3. Uh, but there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. Accordingly, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you've whispered in the inner rooms will be proclaimed upon the housetops. Mm. And so with this, with this concept in mind, I think when it comes to us casting uh, judgment for good or bad on people— Maybe we should pump the brakes as Christians and say, you know what? I am going to know who the legit rock stars of Christianity were at the Bema seat when Jesus gives them their rewards. Yeah. And I'm telling you, Tyler – there are going to be people that are the greatest Christians of all time, and they're going to be people that we've never heard of.
0: Yeah, I guarantee you that. Yeah. It's very likely. I would fully expect that we get, get to heaven one day, and we find out like that one of those people is just some quiet person who lived in the countryside like yep. their entire life, away from people. Like, something quite weird like that. Just that never faithful to
1: Jesus, yeah. taught their kids about who he was, were dedicated to him. That that is going to be the case, and so so yeah. often, you know, because of our culture, we look to celebrity Christians as well. They must be the godly ones. They must not necessarily, yeah. especially in regards to Ravi Zacharias. Mm, like yeah. this is just a wake up call to that. Now, what I'm also yeah. what I'm also um, comforted by is that Ravi Zacharias isn't going to get away with all this atrocities no. either. There's a day where he's going to be held accountable before Jesus. Yeah, that, not not about heaven or hell, right? But about rewards or lack of rewards, right? And so there is fairness within Christianity too. But how we live is really important. What we yeah. do with our lives actually matters. Well, yeah, and that, that's the thing too. And what
0: you said about like Ravi and stuff, like it's something that that should be comforting to people to know too. Is that uh, it, while he did escape this world without receiving uh, like cultural and capital yeah. punishment for his crimes, yeah. He won't escape the the crimes for his sins that he's going to have to pay when he faces the Lord.
1: Yeah, right? there's going to well, be a loss
0: of when some he has sense. to. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and he's so th- he's going to have to face the Lord with these sins. And yeah. well, he already has is the point. And so, mm-hmm. and that's that's a thing that is uh, like. It's it's sobering to know that to think it about is. that. Well, because yeah. we're all
1: in that situation. We are, yeah. Yeah. And I w- mean, what do I got in my life that I don't exactly want? That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. There's yeah. stuff there's Oh, you were gonna say that about me? Well, what do, about what do you, you have in your life? You're, like, you're so horrible. <laughs> I'm, not,
0: I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I I've done some pretty bad stuff in my life and one day I'm sure. gonna have to pay for that too. And so and that we're all going to have to. And so that's something that we gotta be thinking about. And again, it's and,
1: not about getting into heaven or hell. Of course. But it's about yes. reward or lack of reward. And there there is gonna be a sense of man, I could have done more. Right or man, I really wish I hadn't have done that because the rewards to be had are awesome. I mean, Jesus literally tells us, "Don't store up treasure on this earth." stored up in heaven and it seems like ravi zacharias was really concerned with storing up pleasures and treasures Mm. on this earth he literally said you're my reward for ministry he did not thinking about the BMO when christ is going to reward us with eternal treasures with eternal position with eternal position and prominence and ruling and reigning with him like are you kidding me you would trade that for extramarital affairs here it yeah. just—it's not even a smart trade-off, but that's what sin does. It makes us so stupid.
0: That's exactly it, and th- th- that's the case too. It's like we—we we, we also just have to be consciously thinking about that too. That, um, like, not only like the comparison of like rewards and sin and stuff like that, but um, but I'm just thankful too. I gotta—I gotta say this, like, because I know how messed up I am, and I'm very thankful that. My salvation is not dependent on my conduct and how I live no. my life. Well, it can't be, because none of us would make it. No, yeah. exactly. And so uh, that's the beauty of Christianity, right? And yep. that the free gift of eternal life is through what Jesus offers through trusting in Him, right? Yep. It's it's not about works. And, and even in the sense of like, I think a lot of times too, as Christians, kind of what you were referring to earlier, um, we, we kind of place these big Christian names on a pedestal in a way, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, like, celebrity Christians,
1: Robbie, Ravi
0: Zacharias was one of them. Yeah, and that's Carl the Lentz
1: was one of them. Bill Hybels was one of them. Yeah. We could go on and on about all these guys who failed morally.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that, that's the thing, and so we look at them and we think, uh, wow, like, uh, like they are going to reap some rewards when they get to They're way better
1: than the rest of us. Yeah,
0: yeah, they've done so much more than I have, right? Like, yep. like we get in that mental state, that, that process, uh, but but that's the thing is when we start doing that, I think we fail to realize that that creates a work-based yeah element in Christianity.
1: Yeah, and our salvation to enter heaven is not based on what we do. However, our rewards in heaven are based on what we do. Yes, you're absolutely correct. And that's correct. the distinction, but that's why we that's can have we grace think about. and we can have fairness, right? Yeah. And I think that that's huge. And so how you live your life and how you conduct your life and, and how you proclaim the name of Jesus through your words, but also through your character mm-hmm. and your deeds... Really is yeah. important. And I just, I, I'm so sad to think about like all these, all these women that Ravi Zacharias was was engaging in immorality with. Like, what do they think about Jesus? Yeah. He's, he's this big time prominent. And, and man, you're just like some other guy. You're, you're Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. You're no better than what, what's the difference between you and the world? Why do I need Jesus? Plenty of people can do this stuff without him. Yeah. Like, and, and like you said at the beginning, that C.S. Lewis quote, man, when we behave badly, Um, It really does put Mm. a black eye into this whole Christian thing. Well, yeah, yeah. It makes it unbelievable because what is different about it? What's significant about it? Yeah, and that's exactly
0: it. And and God even, he understands that, that uh, the teachers of Christianity Mm -hmm. hold such a powerful impact and influence of... uh, Christianity as a whole, and that can have an effect on people's relationship with him. Yeah, it can. And so, and so the thing is, is because of this, uh, James 3, one says, Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment, because God holds us to a stricter standard. Yeah, judgment
1: at the Bema, right? At the Bema, yes. Not getting Bima. into heaven, but at the Bema, you will be held more accountable if you were a teacher, because your influence is greater. Yeah. And the, the benefit's greater, but the detriment's also greater.
0: You're absolutely right. And that, that's the thing. Like, like that's something that I've had to think about because uh my long term goal is to get into teaching and ministry and mm-hmm. be uh in that role. And yeah. you've been in that role for a long time now. And that's mm-hmm. that's something that we need to be conscious of. You need oh, to man. think that as teachers, we are being held to a stricter standard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 that's, and for right or wrong, yeah. it's true. Like people, when you're in ministry, people put you up on a pedestal mm-hmm. and That's probably wrong to do, because we shouldn't do that as Christians. However, it does happen. And so Mm. all the more you need to realize the responsibility that you have to walk with Jesus, to keep short accounts of sin, to confess your sin, to walk in the light, to have accountability. All these things are so necessary for all Christians. But man, when so many people and so many eyes are on you for, for guidance about Christianity, you really should take that somewhat seriously. Yeah. Uh, because because a fall can devastate a lot of people and make them question. Man, was anything this guy said real? Now, a lot of what Ravi Zachariah said was amazing and brilliant and true, but now there is this taintedness to it. Mm. It's all it's all been tainted with his character, which you do go do I really want to read a book he was writing when he was doing all this stuff? Con- Honestly, I don't, not, I don't even, not because yeah. it's not true, but it's really hard emotionally to well, go, Oh, I'm yeah. going to accept this while I know he was doing th- it. It, it's tough, and well, the hard
0: part about that is too just just all the content that he he, he himself put out yeah. in his ministry and the ministries it founded, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, um, Nabil Qureshi and his ministry came out of yep. Ravi Zacharias's influence, Abdum right? Murray,
1: All of these people, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It's like it you just see the impact that Christian leaders have, yep. and then when a, a scandal like this comes out, mm-hmm. and it, it just t- drags that all through the mud. Yep. It's it's awful, and so well, and and
1: again, it goes with yeah. what Scripture says, right? You will reap what you sow. Yeah, uh, yeah. be sure your sins will find you out, and, and then, if they don't come out in this life, they are going to come out at the bema Seed.
0: Yeah, and then that's that's the other side of this too. I, I think for that we need to also focus on is don't hinge so much of what we believe and like, where we're getting our source material on mm-hmm. one Christian public figure. No,
1: we can't. We we can't create a, a Christian celebrity culture where we are looking to a person other than Christ yeah. as the goal. Now, it's not bad to have heroes. It's not of bad course. to have people you look up to. Uh, if you think about Hebrews 11, right, it's a list of, look mm-hmm. at, there was some legit people in the Old Testament we can look up to. But the crazy part is Abraham... Slept with Hagar to try to thwart yeah. God's plan and help him out because he didn't really believe God could do it with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's no good. As Samson's listed in that, which you just go, what? Did, what did that guy do that was ever good? You <laughs> yeah, know? and so, so right. Yeah, we, we can look. We can look up to people, and I think about like when Paul says, "Follow me as I follow Christ." Now he doesn't say, "Follow me in everything I do." He says, follow me in the ways in which I am following Jesus. It's more like, follow me in everything he does. That's more what he's saying. Yeah. And that's why Hebrews talks about, we need to keep our eyes fixed on Ravi Zacharias. No, that's not what it says. Keep your eyes fixed on Louis Gigli. No, that's not what it says. Keep your eyes fixed on Mark Driscoll. No, that's not. Oh, Jesus. That's the one. Yeah, that's right. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. That's who we've got to look to. Um, And I'm not saying that we are skeptical of every Christian leader out there. Nothing like that. But we shouldn't be looking. We Mm. shouldn't get so high on. We shouldn't put on a pedestal people. Right, yeah. We should look to the Savior. That is what our gaze should be fixed on. And I think through doing that— Even though these types of things will be depressing and sad, it won't devastate us and it won't throw us into a turmoil of, whoa, is Christianity true? I don't even know. Because Christianity, the truth of Christianity doesn't rise or fall on Ravi Zacharias' character. Yeah. It doesn't rise or fall on our character. The the truth of it rises and falls on did Jesus rise from the dead? Yeah. Right? That's what we've got to look to. That's who we've got to focus on. Um, And at the same time, we really need to take this as a cautionary tale and say, I need to keep short accounts of sin. I need people in my life to be accountable to. Well, well, let's just say, like, like, what if, like, years
0: from now down the line, like every major pastor or leader of a Christian organization out there, a big scandal comes out and there's no, pretty much, like, no good Christian leader out there? Sure. Does that mean Christianity isn't true? No. Of course not. Like, it like, just means a lot of people weren't doing what the Bible says yeah, to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. something that we have to realize and we have
1: to be th- like thankful for that yes. our faith is not hinging on our leaders yeah. in no. the church. Nope. It's contingent on Jesus. Um, and that's who we got to look to. But when these types of things happen, I think it's important for us not to dismiss them. It's important for us not to oh, try to yeah, hide them. Yeah. We need to be honest with the world around us because they're watching how we respond to this. Well,
0: yeah, of course. And, and the thing is, is like... I, we just have to realize, uh, like, like we said, like who we're putting on a pedestal, who we're talking and like speaking about in that light, and to make sure that we aren't treading into dangerous waters of lifting them too high w- and taking our focus off of Christ.
1: Yep. And one day at the Bema Seed judgment, we are going to be able to say that guy did it well. Yeah. Because we're going to yeah, watch we, Jesus. We're going to watch yes, Jesus tell people, yes. "Well done, my good and faithful servant," and that's when I can know. That was legit. Yeah. That guy was awesome. And not that I can't look to people. Like, I think Billy Graham was pretty sweet. I, was, I look to guys around, I, go, man, yeah, I think man, yeah. I think they did it the right way. But there is one day where I will know without a shadow of a doubt because Christ, who knows everything about them. is going to give a true account of who they are, and he's going to give a true account of who we are. So right now counts forever. One of my mentors used to say that. Um, We will be rewarded for our service to the Lord, Mm. so we need to go out and do something. Another one of my mentors said that, right? (laughs) What we do with our life matters, and it's not just about the ministries we accomplish externally. It's about the character we have internally, that's something that's very important to God. That is something it's so sad to think about this situation. And so many scriptures have been coming to my mind this week, but remember there's that that scripture that says, "Um, here's the will of God for your life, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Mm. whoa and and Ravi failed at that, yeah. Let us press on into Christ with accountability, walking in the light, keeping short accounts of sin, so that we can develop the character that Christ wants mm-hmm. and desires for us, where we can be holy like he's holy, where we can become the people he designed us to be. Because yeah. to be honest with you, this the, the real—I mean, there's so much sad about this, but— can you imagine living a lie like that? Can you imagine the guilt? Can you imagine the anxiety that this man felt to try to hide all of this shady business he was doing, while trying to pretend to the world like he is this amazing Christian leader? And he he died with that lie. He died yeah. with it, man. That is just so sad, and, and I wouldn't wish yeah. that on anybody.
0: Yeah, and the fact to think of how easily that this could have been dismissed <sighs> by the organizations and yep. like, he he could have died. And like this not had been investigated, people hadn't come out. Yep. And we would have never known.
1: Yep. Well, we wouldn't have until the Bema seat. Exactly. That's why I want to reserve judgment on people until we get there, because then we can give a true account because it'll be Christ's account. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, again... This is a weird episode, and it's right. it's a sad episode. But we got to talk about these things, and we have to learn from mm-hmm. the mistakes of other people. I think that's one of the reasons that Scripture is filled with with uh, great stories about faithful people, and it's also yes. filled with their horrible choices in life. You think about David with Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. You think about Abraham with Hagar. You think about Lot with his with his daughters. On and on and on. You see these people who were faithful to the Lord and yet made huge mistakes. The reason God records that is because it happened and we need to learn from it. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of learning from other people's mistakes. I don't want to have to go through this to learn Mm. it. I'm okay looking and saying, hey, I'm going to learn from that. And so that's what we need to do as Christians. We need to press on. We need to keep our focus on Christ, keep short accounts of sins, confess our sins, walk in the light, have accountability in our life. Mm. Because... Sin infects our flesh, and it can deceive and enslave us. And yeah. that's not the abundant life that Christ promised. We don't have to live like that. We can be different. And so I encourage you out there to to take a take a little while to think through this. Um, if, if you're up for it, click on the link in the show notes and go read the full report that came out about yeah. Ravi Zacharias, because we need to learn from this, and we need to be thankful— for the grace in Christ and what he has done uh, to die for all of our sin, Mm-hmm. but we also need to take seriously how we're living for him it's vitally important so uh, we would love for you to follow us on social media hopefully next week we yeah. get back to our um, context, our context yeah. series that we were doing and we'll talk more about how to read scripture well uh, but we'd love for you to follow us and what we're doing on social and Instagram Facebook uh, we have Facebook Insiders Group mm-hmm. Twitter we have all the th- all the stuff all the things there yeah we would also love for yeah. you to support us on Patreon if you can do that we have some cool prizes that we give out to people who support us on there, but uh, we are grateful that you're with us today. Tyler, thanks for talking with me about s- such a yeah. complex and hard issue. Yeah, well, like like we've mentioned throughout this, it's it's important
0: that we look at these uh, examples in the Christian community so that yeah. way we can learn from it and grow in Christ and look at ourselves and try to identify the sin in our lives so we don't create this monster absolutely yeah and so again thank you so much for joining us uh, on this episode of christ culture and coffee we should be back with context next week yes uh, you don't want to miss it we're almost done wrapping up that series It's super important for you to understand uh, we will see you guys next week if you enjoyed the show and felt that this podcast was beneficial to you, please be sure to
1: subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you become a Level 4 supporter on our Patreon page, you can get yourself one of our Stoneware, Christ Culture, and Coffee mugs, as well as a t-shirt and a sticker. We are available on all podcasts and
0: platforms, as well as YouTube, and we are also available on all social media platforms.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee.